Welcome to The Sauce, a St. Louis restaurant podcast. I'm Liz Wolfson. I'm Mira Nagarajan. Welcome. Mira, where have you eaten this week? I went to Nobu in University City. Not to be confused with the chain Nobu, but Nobu with an apostrophe as Nobu's actually. Nobu's. And I had a really unique experience there. I would... It's a traditional Japanese restaurant. That's how they describe it. And the chef, Nobu, is from the southern part of Japan and is making dishes that are from that part of Japan. They are really offering the only omakase experience, I think, in town. I think other Japanese places maybe have offered it, like Niponte, which is now closed, I think did. And I think Sato is planning to, but not yet. So I do think if you're interested in having an omakase experience, which is the chef's choice, you kind of go into it not knowing what you're going to get, but you have told them perhaps how many courses you want and you know upfront how much you're going to be spending because of that. And then it's whatever they want to make for you, which is dependent upon what fish they have or what the season is, you know. But at Nobu, I did the six course, which was $160, which also came with a glass of sake for the first course. And each course was comprised of several different components. So while it was described as six courses, I think it felt more like 10 or 11 I was certainly full by the time we were two-thirds of the way through. I think what they're trying to do is offer a traditional experience that is not really anywhere else in town. And I think I would go back and I think next time I would do three courses. Mm -hmm. Because I was getting full and I wanted to like really experience each thing. And I think less would be better for me. Mm -hmm. But I think the restaurant is really beautiful. The design of the space is really, you know, it's very elegant and very light, bright, you know, kind of nice, pretty wood in there and a lot of natural light. And it's so small. I think it's 18 seats. And when I was seated there, there's a table for six in one section of the restaurant. And they were full, but it felt like we were the only ones there, mm. you know? So it's a very intimate experience too, mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. And the highlights I would describe are, I think their drink list is really interesting. They worked with a number of different distributors. They have a sake list. They also have a couple of wines made from grapes that are Japanese, which I had never, I've never had before. The fish was very fresh that we did have. I think that there were several courses where I had fatty tuna or toro, which I think is very rich. So that's why I was saying less courses would be better for me. There was repetition. So something to keep in mind if you're opting for more. And I thought the fish was very fresh. There were a number of different sauces on a few of the courses that I thought were really great. One of them was a mustard sauce that I thought was really nice. And the dessert was a matcha green tea ice cream from Clementine's. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I'm just an ice cream. I love ice cream. That was really good. And also the vegan coconut vanilla was great. So unique experience. If you're, you know, interested in doing an omakase dining experience, I think it is the only one. So I think that really has it going for it. Yeah. Very special. Yeah. What about you? Where have you been? I ordered from Didi Mao over the weekend and it was a wonderful, it was like the perfect weekend eating experience. It was my first time ordering the tacos, which had been mentioned to me in an interview as a, um, as a notable menu item. And so I got the fish tacos, Ryan got the steak. And so I tried both and it's, I mean, it's definitely not a traditional taco in the sense that, you know, it has those Vietnamese kind of like fresh veggie flavors, like shredded carrot, you know, like components that you would get in like a vermicelli bowl Mm -hmm. in the taco, which they're using the roti as the like tortilla, but it was delicious. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. The roti is phenomenal. I mean, just works perfectly. And also these are huge tacos. I mean, you get two in an order and we were thinking like, oh, little tacos. So we ordered like a bunch of other food and there, yeah, it's like, it's like an eight inch round, that roti, wouldn't you say? Yes, yes, for sure. And they really fill it too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's quite full and the roti like is very sturdy. So it like holds up well. So those were great. And yeah, just a really like special, unique twist on like a, on a taco. And then I also did get a vermicelli bowl with one of the like multiple protein options that are available is coconut shrimp. Oh, so I got the coconut shrimp. Very tasty. Really? I've never had that one. You know, it's basically like fried shrimp with some shredded coconut added to the batter, which gives it a little like extra texture, which I really enjoyed. That sounds great. Yeah, it was nice. Um, love a vermicelli bowl. Just like it's always it always hits the spot. You know, it's so fresh. And we got an order of the red bean paste-filled sesame balls because if you can get a sesame ball, you have to get one. Those are so craveable. It's so craveable. They're really, really... It's got the salty sweet thing, crunchy from the sesame. It's so good. They're great. I need to like understand better the process by which those sesame balls are made. I think it's a sticky rice shell. Okay. That's what gives it that delightful chewiness yes. and bouncy texture. Yes. It's so like bouncy. Uh, yeah. But sometimes if you go someplace, they'll serve it warm still. Mm-hmm. Those are the best. They were still warm when they arrived from uh, Didi Mao. They're dessert, but I ate three before I even finished my taco. There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. And then another place that I tried, we had it at the office, was Cafe Ganadara, which is a new Korean spot on Southampton from the owners of Chicken 7, mm-hmm. which is on South Grand. So this is their second concept. And the menu here is definitely a little different from what they have at Chicken 7. Chicken 7, as one might expect, is very chicken-focused. This has, I would say, just kind of like a wider range of like Korean entrees available. We tried the japchae bop, 
which is a sweet potato starch, like glass noodle kind of stir fry dish. It was great. Yeah. And um, it's served over rice because even though there are these like glassy noodles, they're just so light that like you need that rice for a little extra something to like, you know, get the like a satiated feeling from eating it. But the whole thing was delightful. But the thing to not miss at Cafe Ganadara is their crawfall. See, R-O-F-F-L-E, which is a hybrid of a croissant and a waffle. It's pressed in a waffle iron. It's super crispy. And then they top it. There are mostly sweet topping options, but there are some savory ones as well. We tried the chocolate cream, which had like a sweet chocolate sauce, like definitely more in the like... Hershey's chocolate sauce family versus like a thick hot fudge, Mm -hmm. but very chocolatey. And then it also had whipped cream and chocolate chips. And I picked it up and brought it to the office and, you know, we ate the savory things. Then we had the croffle after and it really the croffle held up like with all these sort of like wet toppings yeah it was not soggy no not at all which like sometimes you want soggy in a certain you know some there are some dishes where you want sog but this was one where i was like oh yeah this is supposed to be crispy and it retained its crisp Mm -hmm. for like a good amount of time i would never expect a waffle to go to be like dressed up with maple syrup and butter and everything because it would just not work. Right. But despite them dressing it up, yeah. it just, it did hold up really well. Yeah, yeah. So we tried the chocolate cream. There are lots of other flavors that you can try. So Cafe Ganadara, really, really enjoyed. I also went to Parker's table. Oh, Parker's. What took you to Parker's? Well, we were celebrating our colleague's birthday at the office. Mm-hmm. And we did a salad and spritz lunch. So I went to Parker's to get the supplies for the spritz. Mm-hmm. And... It's just such a delightful shopping experience. Oh, yeah. You're always going to find, like, not just one, but, like, you're going to walk out with at least, like, three or four things that you're excited to try. Yeah, that you didn't know you needed, but you absolutely need them. Yes. Did you pick anything up besides the spritz things? Yeah, I did get a Venci truffle. Mm -hmm. Venci is a chocolate maker that's, like, an Italian chocolate maker, and they had a dark chocolate truffle that I got that I loved, And I had to tear myself away because it was getting, I was getting too excited. But they had these little tins that were the size of an Altoid tin. Mm. And inside were these French shortbread cookies. Mm. I think there were only four per tin. Mm -hmm. But then they had a refill. You could buy just the shortbread refill. But they're nothing without the tin. No, you must have the tin. So I was like getting ready to go see some friends that were coming in from out of town. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I get everybody a tin of these cookies, it's going to be so memorable. But I was just like, you've got to stop, you know? (laughs) But I got the, I got Aperol. Mm -hmm. They recommended a great Prosecco to make a spritz with. It's a good quality Prosecco, but not so nuanced and special that you don't want to, you know, weigh it down with Aperol. And I just trust everybody that's in there, you know, totally from the cheese. And then they now have their event space Mm -hmm. next door where I think that they're doing like special collaboration dinners. There was a dinner there recently with Water Street, which was 
a restaurant and bar in Maplewood that closed several years ago. Mm-hmm. And they just had Water Street for one night oh. at the event space next door. What a fun pop-up. I know. And Stephen Caravelli, who's a local chef, he is their resident chef. You know, he's working the sandwiches in the back and they do a number of dishes during the day that you can purchase for lunch and whatever. But yeah, I love that place. I love buying cheeses there. Uh, shout out Phil. Yeah. Cheesemonger Phil, who so, I interviewed for what I do. They're so knowledgeable and it's so convincing because I went there once and um, I wanted to get a blue cheese and they were like, oh, you should get this Roquefort. And he was explaining like, it's like a dying art and there's only a few caves that you can... I'm just like, okay, this is selling me a cheese fairy tale that I, I have to <laughs> I have to buy it now. So I, I like how special they treat everything. They know a little bit about everything so that yeah. when you're buying it, you can feel inspired and excited. I love that. Yeah, 100%. Um, whether you're a cheese novice or a cheese expert, Parker's will have something that will excite and delight you. Yeah. Okay. This week, we wanted to talk a little bit about a section of the magazine that we have each month called, or I guess a column called Eat This. Yes. Eat This introduces the issue. Mm-hmm. I think it was especially fun when we were in print every month, but it is still online mm-hmm. digitally. But I think it's a great way to start off. It's like a little appetizer of right. a story. Exactly. Just a bite. And we do really feel passionately about all the Eat This's that we recommend. Yes. So Eat This is one menu item at usually a restaurant, but sometimes it's like a thing at a bakery or a deli. It's one thing that is available. It's not like a special. Usually. It's not a special. It's not seasonal. It's something that as far as we are aware, is a regularly available menu item at that place that we think is really special. And it is something that we go back for on our own. And, you know, sometimes if it's a a new place and we're really excited about it, we'll try it a couple of times just to make sure that the quality is consistent. Yeah. So Eat This has been a part of the magazine for many, many years. Yeah, we started doing them in January of 2008. I mean, that's 15 years of Eat This. Yeah. We recently did a feature where we collected all of the Eat Thises from across the years. It was really cool to see all the different kinds of dishes that had been included. Vegetarian things, desserts, sandwiches, you know, every- there were definitely eras too. Like, oh, uh-huh. you could see if we were like in a sandwich zone, or you could see if we were like in a salad space, whatever it was. Like, you could see the trends over time, but yeah, our own habits. So, what are a couple of um, memorable eat thises that you return to over and over? Well, one of them is the mango and sticky rice at My Lee. It's sticky rice and there's like a coconut sauce and then they put sliced fresh mango on top. It's so many tropical flavors. I am obsessed with mango. June, July, you get great mango, especially now, like during the summertime, this dish will be particularly amazing. 
the coconut with the mango, it's just like such a perfect flavor combination. It's just the best. Mm. And it's so reliably good. Like when you're getting it in season, especially Mm -hmm. it's a light finish to a meal there. It's it's perfect. I wrote about the Sunny's veggie sandwich from Adriana's on the Hill, which is a longtime favorite sandwich of mine. It's essentially like a salad on a sandwich, but it's so good because the bread is this toasted Parmesan garlic bread that also has mozzarella on it. It's not like thick, stringy, chewy mozzarella, like parm- like a chicken parm or like an eggplant parm, but it's just enough to give it some extra like cheesy texture and flavor. And then you have this crisp shredded iceberg lettuce. There's tomato. There's artichoke heart. There's red onion. It, there's some pesto on there. They usually also will make it with an oil and vinegar dressing, which like kind of ups the salad aspect of it. I actually usually get it without the oil and vinegar myself because as we know, I like tend to shy away from like super, super wet things. But that is just a personal preference. One of my best friends, Courtney, who introduced me to this sandwich, wants all of the dressing all the time and thinks Mm -hmm. that I'm a bananas person for (laughs) not getting this dressing. Such a great sandwich. You can get a whole one and it's quite a like, you know, it's probably like 11 inches, like if you get a whole or you can do a half and also get a half portion of the penne pasta and then you can dip your sandwich in the tomato sauce that comes on the pasta and that I do enjoy. Wow. Yeah. That's the kind of sauce you want. Yes, that's the kind of sauce I want. I also love that sandwich. You put me on it and it is really great. I think it's a great summer sandwich too because it's so light and like crispy. Absolutely. Yeah, the crispy bread is like, you know, is also a great aspect of it. Another favorite of mine is the shrimp scampi at Pepe's Apartment 2 in Kirkwood. I've been going to Pepe's for many years. I love that restaurant. It's got a very unique atmosphere. It's got these like white walls and mirrors everywhere that are encrusted in crystals. It's just very like fun and, you know, over the top. It's like a tiny Versailles in Kirkwood. It's a little, yeah, it's just, it's just like opulent and, you know, it just feels, it feels good in there. I love going to that restaurant and I always, always get the shrimp scampi, either the appetizer or the main, which if you get the appetizer, it's just like, I think it's four shrimp scampi and they, they coat the shrimp in this truffle breadcrumb mixture and then they sear it on a hot grill and then they dress it in this garlic lemon butter sauce. It's like, the grill marks on it give it that charred flavor. It's not like super coated in breadcrumbs. It's just enough to give it this crispy crust. And then the sauce is so good. I mean, it's really flavorful. There's a lot of garlic flavor in it. It's very, very fresh shrimp. If you get it as the entree, it also comes with this potato croquette and the side of greens, which I always swap out for a side of fettuccine Alfredo. The greens or the potato croquette? Both. Oh. Just, I I don't need that <laughs> Yeah, when I could have fettuccine Alfredo. And right. their fettuccine Alfredo is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I like fettuccine Alfredo most places, but theirs is something different and something special. Mm. The shrimp scampi, they usually have an off-menu halibut that is a special, especially in the summertime. And it's this big piece of halibut that's treated exactly the same, coated in the same truffle breadcrumb, grilled, then dressed in the lemon butter garlic sauce. Mm -hmm. So... Sometimes I'll do the shrimp scampi appetizer and the halibut entree. Oh. <laughs> I've done that before, and I'm usually pretty uncomfortable after that. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a lot. Yeah, but <laughs> a it's lot just, of truffle breadcrumb. The flavor combination is unbeatable. Mm. It's I love that. That dish, I love that place. Okay, so another eat this that is a forever love for me is the spinach and cheese pie at Jay's Pizzeria which is now on Lindbergh, formerly on Gravoy in Bevo Mill, but now is uh, South County on Lindbergh. This is just such a fabulous stuffed pastry. It's this coiled, hand-pulled, uh, thin dough that is rolled and stuffed with spinach and cheese and then it's baked to like a golden brown and it's just so flaky and crispy. It has a few different filling options, but I really like the spinach and cheese because the spinach just has like it's a little bit rich because of the like flaky dough. So I like the kind of verdant vegetal quality of the spinach um, kind of in contrast with the dough. You know, you just get a coil of that and like break off pieces and it's just phenomenal. It reminds me of in Eastern Europe, in Turkey, there's a version of this called Borek, um, which I ate when I lived in Turkey. And I just, it like takes me right back to eating Borek when I was living in Turkey. And it just is so fabulous. And they also um, sell it frozen now. So you can buy the spinach and cheese pie frozen, toss it in your freezer. And then when on like a weeknight when you're frantic and like, oh my gosh, I need dinner in 15 minutes, you can just toss one of these in your oven. It's like, it is the best alternative to a frozen pizza, I think, that exists. It is amazing. I love that dish too. It's so good because I love the shape of it because it means that there's like crispy edge the whole way around. Yes, it's genius. It's yeah. so smart. <laughs> it's like those brownie pans that are coiled like a snake. Right. If you love the crispy they love edge. The edge. Yes, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. So yeah, another another forever eat this. Jay's Pizzeria. Jay's Pizzeria. So where are you eating next? Well, next. I am actually going to Pepe's apartment too tomorrow night. Oh, how exciting. So very timely. And I'm going to get the shrimp scampi <laughs> as I do every time I go. Uh-huh. And I'm going to also check out Billy G's Finer Diner in Chesterfield. Mm. They opened up in the space that used to be Balaban's in that Deerberg Center at Baxter and Clarkson Road. And they have a number of things that sounded really interesting. Like they have a bunch of breakfast plates, like morning quesadillas and steak and eggs. They also have a number of pancakes, which I mean, lemon blueberry, a cinnamon roll pancake, a chocolate chip banana pancake, apple caramel pecan pancakes. 
you know, all varieties. They have a waffle section. They have an omelet section. They have a French toast section. So I'm going to have my work cut out for me. But there are a number of breakfast options that I think I'll be curious to try. Yeah, that's very exciting. I mean, the original Billy G's in Kirkwood is so beloved. So I'm sure this will be, um, this will prove equally popular. Yeah. I will be going to the recently reopened restaurant in the Chase Park Plaza, the Preston. I'm excited to see how they have revamped the space. I've heard a little bit about some like redecorating that's been done, some new twists to the menu. So my grandparents from New Orleans were actually married at the Chase Park Plaza. No kidding. Yes, because my grandfather was stationed at Scott Air Force Base before he shipped out in World War II. So my grandmother came up and they got married at the Chase before he deployed. So wow, always a special place. So very excited for that. Wow, you'll have a great time. Yeah. Okay, well, that is it for this week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Catch you next time. Links and location information to all the restaurants mentioned in this episode can be found in our show notes. Our audio engineer is Alejandro Ramirez. Additional reporting for this episode was done by Ian Shaw, Michelle Volansky, and Lauren Healy. Find new episodes of The Sauce every Wednesday, Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts.